Hello, and welcome to another edition of Tech Vines, where we drink and talk about some wine, talk and dish about some tech, and generally have a good time. I'm your host for tonight's episode, Colin Gallagher, and as usual, I am joined by my compatriots in things grapey and techy, Melissa Gurney Green. Say hey, Melissa. Hello. Sorry, I caught her mid mid drink. It's <laughs> Scott the Lady. Hey, everybody. Yes. How is everybody doing this fine night? Oh man. I am so a... happy to make it to Thursday night. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it, we are it, here. It... Cheers. Yes, cheers. Cheers. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a it's been a draining week and, and it hasn't been that intense even. But yeah. I know it was like it felt like it definitely felt like a short week for some reason. But next week is like the official short week because we're yeah. we're right before Thanksgiving. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's starting to feel like winter out there now because um, I know for Colin and I were talking a little bit. It's cold where we are. What about you, Melissa? It is definitely cold for Seattle, and what I mean by that is it's uh, hanging in the forties, oh, like just is, yeah. day and night forties. <laughs> So it's pretty cold for us, um, and it's early for it to be this kind of cold for us. So it's it's been interesting, to say the least. I'm a little concerned about what's going to happen come actual winter. I'm ready. I'm and ready for Scott, it. Scott, you got some some lights put up, it looks like. I uh, I started, yes. I um, I started putting it up. I put, I put the tree up, and I, I know you guys saw it. I found the coolest thing I was looking because I had this. I had a, a, a treetop. And it was kind of like this, it was like a disco ball and it would spin around and there would be these lights. And I realized that after like sitting in the room for like 10 minutes, you'd have a headache because of the lights. Just, mm. it was just like, I was like, okay, so this has to go. So I started looking for uh, tree toppers and I, you know, I didn't want to get anything, um, you know, overly religious or anything too gaudy. And I stumbled across and you guys have seen the picture. It's basically the slash the guitarist for guns and roses it's his top hat that lights up and it doesn't light up like in a gaudy way there's just basically white lights that they string through the wire that's inside but it looks total badass sitting on the tree and i was so excited when i got it um definitely a good investment so uh new top new top for the tree and uh no migraine headaches after sitting there and uh having to stare at it. And then I have my uh, my window lights that I put up, but I have everything controlled by you-know-who, so everything's on a timer, everything goes on, goes off. If I want to turn things on in the middle of the day, I just say, and everything um, works perfectly. So. And did you pull the trigger on that ridiculous AT-AT reindeer uh, for the yard you know, that was so, right the size of your house? I, 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 I wanted to, but the only reason why I didn't is because it, it was at the Home Depot, which means that there's going to be like a million of these things. If it was something, if it was something like the Slash Top Hat, you will not go into any house and see a you know rock and roll top hat on top of somebody's tree. You will not see that. You will see people with that at at um, thing because it's huge. It was like nine feet high, yeah. and uh, and it was it was relatively cheap. It was like two hundred bucks. Nine feet high, like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it was it was massive. He took a picture of this thing, and I'm like, "Well, um, I thought you were going one way with your Christmas decorations, but that's an entirely different approach." <laughs> it's 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 still on the back burner because I mean we're early on, right? We haven't even hit Thanksgiving yet, so I still have, you know, things I'm uh, I'm planning to do and kind of mess around with. So, well, I am even though it's 2020, I am being a traditionalist, and I am not decorating anything until next week. Hard same. Um, th- though I may break my tradition, I usually go and get the tree. I do a, I always do a live tree, 
and as folks know, I'm a Christmas tree size queen. I had a 14 foot tree last year. Normally I go around 12, but last year they had a really, they didn't have any good ones of that size. And they had a 14 foot. Um, but I am going to get, I may go earlier in the week before I go Monday or Tuesday and get it. Um, just or maybe over the weekend because uh, it's not going to kill that long because I'm not traveling anywhere, so I'm actually here to do it. So, so really, you're not yeah. traveling, huh? Funny no, how no, that is. Not right now. Yeah. Well, I, I do have a trip to make in December, <laughs> but right now I'm yeah. So, so yeah. But and Scott, what is I've been meaning to ask? So Scott behind him has a little R2D2. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where? Whence is that from? This I got this. This is um. Jeez, it's probably 20 plus years old since I got it. Okay. Um, and it was, uh, so it's, um, it was like one of the first, it's like a, a really low end um, um, Roomba is basically what it is. And it like will wander the room and, yeah. um, um, you know, it'll, it'll sense if there's something in front of it, it'll change directions, but it doesn't really do much of anything else. There's some voice commands that it's supposed to understand, um, but it doesn't really. But if you turn it on, you let it just go. It'll go for, you know, forever, basically, and just kind of go back and forth yeah. and back and forth and, and you know, do the R2-D2 beeps. Yeah. And, you know, after the first, like, 15 minutes, it's kind of funny. But then after that, it's like, all right, shut yeah. up. So he just sits no, in the corner now and he behaves. No, because it's funny because um, I um, – I... When I was in Disney last week, I ended up buying. They have a droid workshop where you can custom build your own droid. I know, yes. And so I decided I built one, and it's going to sit behind me when I redo my office, um, and, and make it more studio-like soon. So it's 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 waiting to go on the shelf behind me. So I was like, oh, Scott's going to have one behind him too. I I picked that must have picked that up from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I put it there because it's a you know it's yeah. it help, helps establish my geek credibility mm-hmm. so when I'm on these Zoom calls. Yeah. Um, you know, it's there, and then no one can really see the lightsaber on the other side. That one's a little bit yeah. harder to detect because you can't really tell what it is. But that's also, mm-hmm. oh, easily that's that's probably closer to. I got that I think when the um, when the first remakes came out, so the uh, episodes um, one, two, and three. So that was Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah, so it was what was that like 1999 or 2000 or something so early on is when i got that but i have the box i have everything that came with it so it's uh it's it's amazingly fun cool 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 um so tonight's topic is um is is we are talking about the uh, th- the reaction. Ugh, bleh, slap. Sorry. <laughs> Tonight's topic for wine is we're talking about wine from down under. So I was trying to make bring the two things together in a very eloquent way, and I can't. Because it's one of those weeks. And what was um, what what was the technology topic? Because while the technology you're... was the seedy side of of technology that we want to expose. So sort of going again with that down under, you know, bringing things from down under. Um, um, and up. Um, so, um, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, exposing, you know, sort of CD secret hidden technology or things we don't like, you know, um, um, and then talking about down under wine. So what did people end up picking for wine um, from the lovely continent of Australia? Scott? So I'll go first. Um, so I got, um, it's basically a red and the, uh, the winery is a, um, is a vineyard. It's called uh, Molly Docker or Molly Duker. Two O's. D O O. I assume it's Duker. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, do you know what a Molly Duker is in Australia? No. 
Really? I'm surprised. Yeah. That is some, that's what you refer to somebody who is left-handed. Oh, if you're okay. left-handed, you're a Molly Duker, which I didn't know. So I, mm-hmm. I was interested in that. Mm-hmm. But what I liked about this, so it had a cool bottle, and it was Australian, and it was a red. And I was going to go with a white, but I, you know, I didn't want to be mocked by my compatriots. No, no, no. no. I, 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 almost, I almost chose a white just to be different today. Then you would have been mocked. And I, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> and I couldn't find one. Well, well, well Australia doesn't produce a, a crap load of white wines. And, they're, you know, there are some. Uh, but not, but they produce more of other things in general. So this is a blend. It's a mix between Shiraz, Merlot, and uh, and Cab. Mm-hmm. And w- what was interesting is on the label, it basically says, before you open it, go to the website and read the instructions because it's a process that you have to go through in order to open it. And it's a screw cap, but it's not like a metal screw cap. It's kind of like a, a screw cap, but it has like a plastic kind of casing inside so it mm. looks like it's it's different than anything that i've seen yeah. from just like a regular metal screw cap so apparently what you what you do is um when you open up the wine you're supposed to pour just a small amount of wine out just so that you can empty the neck of the bottle then you're supposed to put the screw cap back on turn the bottle upside down and shake it vigorously do you know why colin mm. do, melissa do you know why that makes no sense to me Makes no, no, but s- the Aussies are quite violent with their lo- wine. I'm not sure I like it. <laughs> so <laughs> so keep going. The- to aerate it? Is, it? is it sort of aerate in the bottle? You, ba- basically, that's that's what you're doing because um, in the uh, in the process, um, they use uh, nitrogen um, oh, okay. in the ferment. So it reduces the amount of sulfates uh, required uh, in the wine in order to preserve the wine. Mm-hmm. So in the video, you know, you shake it, you turn it upside down, you shake it, and then you put it back up, and you can see all of the bubbles at the top of the the wine. So it looks just like you know, it it, froth, it basically froths up. Um, then you're supposed to take the cap off, and as soon as you take the cap off, it releases the nitrogen. So they describe it as basically, you know, the flavor of the wine um, is kind of think of it as a as a sphere or a ball. And what happens is because it's a couple of years old and just the fact that it hasn't been moving around or it hasn't been agitated or whatever, the wine kind of flattens out. So by doing this, which is basically an aeration process at the end of the day to get the nitrates out, it basically restores the full flavor of the wine. So the kicker is, is then they say, okay, so now you poured out a little bit of wine that was the neck before you shook it. Mm-hmm. Now that you've shaken the wine, taste the, the wine that you just um, you, oh. you released the nitrogen. And I have to tell you, you know, I'm an easy sell when it comes to this stuff. But it was like, oh, my God, yeah, this this tastes all right. And then you try the other, the, the one that you agitated, and it is definitely a lot more fruitier. There, There's less of a kind of an alcoholic burn um, in the in the wine, so it's much more um, – it's, it's way smoother. So it was interesting, and it's like, well, is this a thing just because of the way that they make the wine with the additional nitrates to, to preserve mm-hmm. it, or is this something that you could probably do with other wines? So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna test it on some other no, things to I see have, if that. I have heard about doing um, nitrous oxide in in wine before. Um, you know, um, was that what not, not nitrous oxide. That's laughing gas. Um, what is what is the nitrogen? Nitrogen, just nitrogen gas. Yes. Yeah. Nitrogen gas, yes, yeah. Um, that would be fun. <laughs> it's like we can do like a whip it with a wine bottle. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, and then there's, there's some reason that you don't do it. I can't remember um, in general, but maybe because it does create the bubble and, tra- and changes the mouthfeel. That's probably what it is. Um, but yeah, you can do it. Um, a it's, lot of times. It, it of times, says. 
it says to only do it on the reds for the whites or something that is. Um, yeah, yeah, it would oxidate yeah. the, the whites yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, reds can handle, I guess. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and and so. Um, have I let have I have I lectured about sulfates before? Sorry. No, please no, do okay. take us through please. the science. Okay, so this is a pet peeve of mine. Everyone bitches about sulfates. Okay, um, and sulfates have been part of a wine part of winemaking for at least two thousand years. Okay, so this isn't some newfangled thing that you know science has invented. It's a natural part of the winemaking process. It's been around for two thousand years, um, and you know the Romans used to char their barrels with sulfur candles, which would put the sulfites in there. And what the sulfites do are the sulfites retard yeast growth. So they prevent the bad yeast from colonizing the wine and changing the flavor. So that's all they do. It's nothing else. It's a preservative. It's used, right. you know, it's, it's, and so it's like, yeah, people get all upset about these things. Like they think it's some sort of crazy newfangled thing, but it's like, you know, what was that? Did you ever see that like a couple of years ago, someone was posting about, um, some on, on Facebook or somewhere there, you know, it was a, it was a humorous post it was a humorous post about saying, Hey, you know, I'm protesting all these friends of mine who are on, I can't remember what they did, but they basically took, um, H2O and spelled it out, you know, like hydrogen dox, dioxide or something, <laughs> doxase or something. And, you know, and people are like, Oh my God, this is a new trend. Everyone's going to be, you know, like, it's like, <laughs> just cause it sounds scientific, people freak out about it. And it's like, yeah, no. So sulfur has been used and around in winemaking for, you know, you know, at least since Roman times and probably a long time before that um, to prevent, you know, to prevent um, the, the flavor from changing. So it's not that bad. It reminds me of like the days of old where, you know, you look forward to your trans fats, right? Because you didn't know what a trans fat was and you didn't care. You just knew it tasted great. And then all of a sudden everybody changed over so that there were no longer any trans fats mm -hmm. in the products. And uh, it tasted different, mm -hmm. right? It would definitely tasted different, but I guess yeah. Yeah. all good things. Yeah. And so Melissa what, and Melissa, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Wildberry Estate Two Passions. It's Cab. It's uh, kind of a plum uh, blackberry feel, mm. I guess, or, or taste, mm -hmm. and a little acidic for my taste, but um, mm. but it grows on you. Cool. Nice. Any reason you chose it? I went down to the little kind of yuppie local supermarket, and I'm like, what do y'all have in Australia? And I found a couple wines from New Zealand and this one from Australia. And I was like, two passions. That kind of fits the tone of, of yes. um, what we're trying to do tonight. Let's, let's give it a try and see if it fits. Cool. And yeah, it's, it's an okay wine. Cool. I'm still kind of letting it grow on me. How about you, Colin? What are you drinking? I ended up doing a Shiraz because you have to do a Shiraz with Australia. And, but to be honest, I went back and forth. I, I went back and forth. I was going to try and do a white, and I couldn't find a good white at the the little frou-frou um, wine store from Australia in Yellow Springs, Ohio, mm -hmm. which is where Dave Chappelle lives, by the way. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, and actually, his mom lives um, about a mile from me down the road here. Um, 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 so... Um, has he invited? Here. Has he invited you over yet? No, he has not invited me over, and and he's been doing. I don't know if, you, if I told you, I, this, but he's, I think he's he listens to the. I think he listens to the podcast, okay. but I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Yes, he, he gives, he, he's been doing free concerts um, um, here all, all summer. He's been inviting his friends in out in the field. He's doing comedy shows out in the field with COVID, so I haven't nice. gotten any of those. gotten tickets from that. Of course, the neighbors are complaining because it's creating traffic and stuff, and I'm like, whatever, do it. Um, but um, 
Um, so they didn't have any. So I was like, oh, I know I have, I know one that I have, or I had the Shiraz. And I was like, well, then I decided yesterday I was out getting my hair not done. Um, <laughs> an hour, hour and a half of not getting my hair done. And we'll talk about that in a second. What? <laughs> um, what happened? Yeah, you guys saw the picture of me with the foils, right? Yeah. Yes. What do you see? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, That's sad. It's very sad. Yes, yes. Uh, but I, I think I think my my stylist misunderstood the words of uh, the words for meanings for bold and exciting. <laughs> like, oh. So is that is that is that the finished product or this is, is that like product. this is the finished product? Yes. So yeah. there wasn't like something happened in the middle that went catastrophically wrong and you had to well, like no he do a control out of delete. It. He, he bleached it completely white and was supposed to add a different color back in and whatever happened it got super close to my natural hair color. Wow. It's, yeah, it was not. So it's, it was not happy with that. Yeah. Got it. And it only I'm took a... you an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah. I, I wanted. So I, I, I wanted silver. I wanted silver. Uh huh. And something, and it didn't come out. And I, like, if you can look, there's, it, look, it looks like slightly gray in spots, but it really doesn't. It's just like, yeah. Wow. It's just, yeah. It's yeah. So it's um. So anyway, I was frustrated after that, and I went out. I was like, I'm just, like, just going to be contrary. And I walked across. There's a. There's a. a you know. A, of a ghetto liquor store across the street from, from the hair place and I walked across the street there I was like I'm just going to get a bottle of Yellowtail and do Yellowtail on the podcast oh, <laughs> no. and they didn't even have Yellowtail there I was pissed at that so I was like it was, it was a very frustrating day yesterday. <laughs> well good because Yellowtail is not yeah, yeah. don't do that well, the, no but the reason I was and then I looked at it today and I was like oh I'm glad I didn't but like I had heard a rumor that Yellowtail was actually they, sh- they, they they shipped it in bulk from Australia and they rebottled it. He- they bottled it here, or it was you know it was they, uh, anyway. Or they they had concentrated it for shipping and then and then rehydrated it here and um and but I, I couldn't find a record of that on the internet. So that may just be an urban legend. No, but so I decided to do a Shiraz um, because I want to talk about Shiraz and this is actually a Shiraz Viognier blend, which is really really interesting because. Viognier is a white grape, and Shiraz is a red grape, Ooh. and so it's sort of an interesting, you know, crossing to, to crossing the streams type of, of blend. Um, though it's only five percent Viognier, but it's interesting they put, the, you know, because like, I think in Australia, you can you can call, and generally in most places like in California, you can do you can call a varietal by the name as long as the, the, the wine by a varietal as long as there's eighty percent or more of content in it. So they're do, they're calling it a Viognier to to call it out because it's unusual. Uh, but this is from also from Clonakilla, which is also a really cool name. C O L A C O C L O N A K I L L A Clonakilla. So just sort of it's a kind of, kind of cool funky name. But they make some great wines. Um, and I wanted to talk. And by the way, I'll make a sip it. It is deep. It is velvety. It's chocolatey. It's a little peppery. Um, I like my Australian Shirazes. Um, um, I think they've got a little bit more um, more terroir in them a little more oomph than than a french syrah and that's the other reason i picked it is because i wanted to talk about the difference between a shiraz and a syrah and do folks know what that is no we don't but while you're holding that up let me get a quick picture because last time i screwed up got it the difference is nothing (laughs) the difference is the difference it's the same exact rate Way to build up the suspense. Um, well, no, technically, <laughs> no, technically, technically, um, it, it, it's a Shiraz. If it come, Australia, the Australians called it a Shiraz, and instead of a Syrah, um, on the assumption that the grape came from the Shiraz, which is the capital of the Persian Empire. Mm. Um, that was one of the that was one of the legends about the origin of the grape, and it's not true. 
recent genetic testing has been proved has proven that it's the offspring of two little known grapes in the Rhone area. You know, so both come so um, Syrah Shiraz comes from Rhone, <laughs> the mm-hmm. nor- nor- northern part of Rhone. Um, but um, but they they called it that, and so it's the same thing. A Shiraz is the same thing as a Syrah, not to be confused with a Petite Syrah which is a child of the Syrah. It's blended with another, it's a cross between Syrah and another grape. Um, but yeah, so it's a Shiraz. Gen- and generally, you o- you don't get Shirazes from, from Europe or from France. They, they go by the traditional name. But a lot of, t- um, but Australia grew this and it's one of the most popular grapes in Australia. And they do really well with it. It grows really well there. Uh, as I said, it actually has a little more punch, at least from on my palate, than it does in France. Um, and where you typically use as a blended grape, Obviously, it's in the Cote de and some others. Um, but um, in, so Shiraz tends to be used a name used outside of France for the same grape, sort of, and it's sort of, because it's, it's got this catchy nouveau Australian vibe to it, but yes. But which is funny, uh, I was actually looking at, I went to look up the, 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 the vineyard today, and I was like, you know, because I wanted to know why they were blending it with the Viognier, because it was just interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And... Um, but they have they have they have they have several Shirazes in their cellar, right? But they also have two Shiraz as well. So I was like, what the hell? Why do you? So they're even calling the same grape by two different names, and I don't know. Uh, actually, actually, let me click on one and see what's. Uh, I yeah, believe it's called. I've, it's I've branding. I've often done that where where I've where I've gotten two from the same vineyard that Shiraz. Shiraz <laughs> I can't even say it. Shiraz and yeah. Shiraz, and and been like, well, they taste different, but. Yeah, I, ne- I never knew the difference. Um, oh, so it's interesting. So the diff- it looks like the difference here is that they call their pure blend Syrah, the, the, the pure varietal Syrah. So it's a, this is 100% um, Shiraz. So yeah, their Syrah is 100% Shiraz. <laughs> um, but their Shiraz, so it's, it's a naming thing. God, don't we love naming? Is it naming mm. fun, guys? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, can 100%. talk for hours about about naming yes. things and, yeah. and the best the best yeah. naming advice I ever got from somebody is they said, "Listen, when it comes to naming anything, keep in mind the one rule, and the rule is is that there are no good names left. There are only names that suck less. So as you're going through <laughs> and picking a name, just pick the one that sucks the less because you'll never get a good one." <laughs> This who, could who be why VMware named their uh, blockchain offering VMware Blockchain. No. <laughs> just like no, it in. no, 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 no. That that becomes because they're owned by Dell, um, who doesn't hey. believe in, in. So no, literally, there was a meeting we had after Dell bought us, where they came in and said, you know, the brand team came in to all, and said, you will not name anything creatively ever again. Holy shit! <sighs> I am never they, going back there. They said these, these are the creative names we're going to use. Everything else needs to be completely functional. We will not name. We, you know, we are not going to spend money and time and effort on doing fanciful naming. Oh my goodness! Yes. So. Hey, I came from a world where um, naming used to be a four-letter acronym, and the first letter was always the name of the the, the flagship product that the functionality would run on, and we still have names in the portfolio. Um, that are still, you know, used that way. So, yeah, yeah. Naming, naming's a funny thing. Yep, yep. It is, it is, it is, it is. Um, so, no, that, that, I really like this wine. I'm glad, I'm glad I chose Australia. I almost, I almost did think that they had a, um, I had a, I had a South African wine upstairs too. Ooh. I almost did that, but yeah, but yeah. So, so before we get to Melissa's wine, oh, did we do Melissa's wine? We did. We did. Melissa's we did. Wine. What was we that? Did. What was the, you can't what beat her two like no, no, no. passions. She's got the two passions. Yes. Too. What was the the price points? Mine was seventeen dollars, so under twenty. 
Mine was Dude. also under 20. Okay. Mine was uh, 45-ish. Oh, look at you showing yeah. off. Yeah. You no, paid no, no. 45 bucks for the Gangsta Killer. What was it called? Clona Killer. Clona Killer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so there's also another reason I like this one, by the way. Um, so then the gang not mentioned with the gangster killer. And this is going really, really esoteric. And only three people who listen to the podcast will actually get this. So back in the day, in the early two thousands, when I lived in Boston, um, my roommate moved out and moved to uh, what's the place across the river across the bridge? Um, toward by the airport, Scott? Um, oh uh Southie? No, so, um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, God, um, begins with a W. Oh, it'll come to me. Got already. He moved up there. He moved up there. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was still rough then and developing and blah, blah, blah. Um, and he bought an apartment up there. He bought, a, he bought a condo up there. And he had a roommate. And his new roommate was this geeky white guy who actually works in Seattle now. Hmm. Um, um, and he, he's, some, he's something on, he's something on, on, on Twitter. Um, Dev puppy or killer puppy or something, whatever. Anyway, he's he's a he's a geek, whatever. He's a geek who was doing shit in Boston, and he decided he that he was going to produce his own rap album. Oh my! <laughs> um, and he was going to intellectually explore, uh, the, you know, the panoply of rap styles. So he recorded a bunch of these, a, a bunch of songs in different rap styles, and they're completely atrocious. You know, <laughs> they, they're they're barely tolerable musically, but they're atrocious uh, uh, lyrically. And um, one of his songs um, is uh, has has a lyric in it that goes. Um, uh, Killers with a with with a C. Killers with the C. Yes. So I actually have a T-shirt that says Killers and has C I L. Yeah. So Clonic Killers are good. Yeah. Yeah. And I won't. I'll actually share the album with you guys because it's really really bad. But but because he was a roommate and Josh was a fellow Bacon Fester, we we played this guy's album every year at Bacon Fest in tribute. And you know, and we, it's just really, really awful. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so Clona, Kill, Clona Killer reminds me of, of Killers of the Sea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's well, that's a good one. So explain the hair to us. What happened with the experiment with the hair? No, so, so I went in and I said I wanted something different. I wanted, you know, I wanted something a little bold and a little brassy, and we decided we can go silver. Because you know Melissa has the, has the patent on red right now, and you've got the bleach blonde, Scott. So I wanted something. Hey, you know. listen, I, I was described when I, I just had my hair done this week, and I came out, and someone said, "Oh my God, you look like a marshmallow." So. My patent on red only extends through Thanksgiving. After that, uh, you can definitely take on the red torch. Um, well, and and I'm going to be interviewing for jobs very soon, hopefully. Mm. Uh, okay. Monday. Monday. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, um, I don't know if I want that one, but we'll talk about that after the podcast. <laughs> um, there's a se- the second one I want, but I haven't heard back from them yet. Um, uh, the recruiters are not being not being responsive. Um, and so I was like, I want something somewhat professional, but somewhat you know a little different. So we decided on silver, you know, because it was sort of you know at first glance on a webcam it might look gray, whatever. Yeah. Um, but apparently it did not work. So I wanted no. sort of like electric silver classic, yeah, but it didn't work. So, oh well. Short story: Colin can't age. <laughs> yes, I can't get gray hair. His even body if I try. I can't physically get gray hair resists even if I try. aging. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yes, Just re- rejected the yeah, it's like yeah, you will not have gray hair. God, it's insane. Yes, uh, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. My my strategy has been to never get back to my 
you know, natural color ever again. So I, I don't even know what it looks like. I wouldn't yeah. even recognize it to see it. Actually, I see old pictures and it's like, that doesn't look right. So, well, someone actually asked me this week what my natural hair color is like. It's this. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 really? Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Obviously. I don't, no one I don't goes dye to that... mousy brown. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one goes that, to that much trouble to dye the goatee either. Like... Yeah. And, apparently, and I looked at that too because, you know me, I'm, I'm a oh, – actually, so by the way, Josh, my roommate, who moved in with the, the rap guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever told you guys this story, but um, so he walked in and he was this um, – he was he was from Australia actually quite coincidental so it's uh, Australia uh, he was he, he was born in Australia of uh, ethnic Chinese de- de- uh, descent uh, his family moved from China to Singapore to Australia and then to Texas wow that's <laughs> gonna be quite the shock and, and, he, and he was at Tufts and he was my intern that he, and he came in for the interview and our development head was like you gotta hire him he's great he's so technically so knowledgeable and I walked in the room and there's this six foot you know Chinese guy with hair down past his nipples long black and on one side it's long black hair and the other side he's bleached it completely blonde and he didn't wear a shirt what's what's up with that and he was wearing baggy gloves you can tell yeah. where people's nipples are it's not <laughs> yeah, hard exactly, yes yes exactly yes, yes. <laughs> roughly yeah um and but so he had bleached blonde hair on the other side and i was like oh god this is a weirdo but then i sat down to talk to him i noticed he had bleached the eyebrow on that side to match and I was like, mm. "Oh, the kid pays attention to detail," <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and hired him, and he ended up becoming great. Um, but like for years after, even after we moved out, I was finding long, you know, dark hairs in my sofa and shit, and long bleach blonde hair. So, but yeah. long hair is no joke. It has a mind yeah. of its own. It takes yes, exactly. over the yeah. world. It tries to murder yeah. your vacuum cleaners. But that's another story. Yeah. So, so um, how do we get? How do we get on Josh? Anyhow, um, oh, um, uh, but yeah, um, we should so move to the about... tech. Yeah, we should move to the tech. Definitely move to the tech. Yes. So, so today's top top was a little interesting, a little challenging, and sort of spur of the moment because I didn't plan well last week. My apologies. Um, and the thought was, you know, what is um, the uh, what is the what you know what is the down underside of tech that you want to expose, either in a good way or in a bad way, and let's just sort of open to that. So, go mm-hmm. ahead, Scott, since you're first. Yeah. Oh, oh no, let, let's let Melissa go first on this one. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Pardon my language. Um, I'll go first. Have either of you heard of this concept called full dive virtual reality? No. Have you seen Demolition Man? Perhaps. Yes, with yes, uh, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. right? No, 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 no. Um, Stallone, I believe. Uh, okay. Oh, you yeah, Let me make sure right. it was my mom's no, no, crush. No, no, like, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely, no, 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 but... <laughs> no, no. Actually, actually, because no, no, there's a. So, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Get teach us. people new. The, 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 so I'm gonna teach. Today's about education. Oh, I, I know what the name of this episode is gonna be now. It's gonna be the, the one, the one with the VPL. Oh no. Do you know what VPL is? No. <laughs> Um, it's it's a it's a term in the gay community for when it, someone posts a picture with visible penis line. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, yes. okay. Because there's so... a scene. In, there's a very famous scene in Demolition Man where he comes out of the vat, and you and and Sylvester Stallone has VPL. Yes. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Snipes is also in the movie, but but the the specific scene I'm thinking of, of has Stallone and Sandra Bullock in it, and and they're talking, and she kind of propositions him. And then goes into the other room and grabs some some headsets and and says, "Okay, we're gonna do this." 
and they put on these headsets and they basically have VR sex and other things happen after that but but that's that's the scene right and essentially what full dive VR is is this notion that you can enter virtual reality and you can see and you can hear and you can taste and you can smell and you can feel everything and the cool thing is that even though that movie is quite old now, um, well, at least a little old, um, <laughs> this technology is starting to become more and more viable. So in kind of diving into this a little more, because partly because my son's fascinated with a show that involves full dive VR in that um, there's a show Good called show. Sword Art Online where um, essentially these people enter a VR game and are held captive there. Mm. And um, if you die in the game, you die in real life, and it's a cartoon, but there's a whole lot to it, right? Um, so you're essentially in World of Warcraft, but if you die in World of Warcraft, you're dead. <laughs> so so that's that's the short of it. But, but with that, there's all these kind of amazing connecting technologies that are starting to happen and, and things that are starting to happen where you have this this um, brain computer interface and you can get them now for about 2500 i don't know that i would but it, it may be on somebody near me's wish list um and and you can do all these cool things like like move things by thinking about them right and control limbs and other things um and that technology exists today like the smell and the and the taste and the touch obviously isn't quite there yet but but I think it will be in the next 20 years. And it kind of brings to mind for me all of this kind of thought of the, the time in our life where we had privacy, even in our own head, is, is, is coming to an end, folks. <laughs> like, and and there's, there's amazing things with it in that, you know, they've done studies with with pigs, for example, where where they found these pigs that were that were kind of angry and and high strung, and they and they use this brain computer interface to to put them to sleep and show them happy images and and tap into those kind of happiness sectors of the brain and and it changed their whole personality and attitude. Like there's there's some really cool applications that could be used for like helping with depression and stuff like that. Yeah. That are serious problems in society and would definitely have um, changed my world. I, I definitely have a few more friends if there was some kind of cure for depression. But, um, but on the other side of that, it's like we live in this increasingly backward society or maybe we're more visible to this increasingly backward society that isn't accepting of all the things that live inside our heads. <laughs> and yet we are technologically moving to this place where all of the things that we do are, are out there somewhere because there's sensors and videos and all the things that are ahead because of this technology and the development of it are going to start to be kind of out there. So we'll be, mm -hmm. we'll be out in the open for everything that we are without actually kind of necessarily consenting to that, which is horrifying to me <laughs> and, and fascinating at the same time. And it's like, how, how, how are we going to kind of, kind of address that and, and come to terms with that. So yeah, I just yeah. went on a huge rant. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 perfect. <laughs> no, it's have, have, have any of you read, so the interesting list. I mean, I've been I've been a bit interesting fan of that concept as well. And you know me, I, I sort of had this weird, you know, techno fetish for you know, techno, you know, technology that implement in, interacts with your body. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and actually, I know you guys know, but my um, 
my one of my Australian cousins, um, he actually is a I can't remember what his actually PhD is in, but he has a PhD in, um, you know, electro oh, electrobiology, and it's oh, literally cool. a building circuits that respond to to things. And so his thesis pro his thesis project was building a circuit that could detect PSA antigens for prostate wow. cancer. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And so, so, yeah. And so, um, really interesting. Um, so I love that shit. And like, but, um, and I think it, you ever read Terminal Man by Michael Crichton? It's an old, old Michael Crichton book way before, you know, um, Jurassic Park. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to cure somebody's impulses by planting electrodes in his brain that sort of, you know, trigger pleasure centers when he does things right and pain centers when he does things wrong. And they actually get them, you know, miswired and he, and, and he goes on a murderous rampage because it, it's triggering the pleasure centers. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. So it's a very interesting book. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Michael um, Crichton so. has some interesting books. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he was actually Har Harvard med student. Well, yep. And then he, he went on to, um, and that's why he did ER, because he, he actually knew that shit. He actually had lived through that. You know, the Noah Wiley character, the, the intern, he had lived through that, and he wanted to sort of tell the story after he got famous. But, yeah. Fascinating. Well, it's interesting. So the, the point that Melissa, I think, was, was kind of getting to a little bit was <clears throat> the fact that, you know, with all the sensors and everything being, you know, all the video and everything – you have to always assume that when you're out there and you're doing something, mm -hmm. there is yep. that 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 whatever it is, that action that you are performing is being recorded somewhere somehow. Right yep. now, it could be as nefarious as kind of the conspiracy theories where, oh, you've got, you know, the the home automation device, the home assistant. And, you know, they're tracking everything that you're saying. And they probably are to some degree. And, you know, what they're doing with that, you know, who knows? Um, but even like what I notice now is just like all of the, um, the video sensors that, that are out there or video cameras. Right. Mm -hmm. Because before it was like, you know, if it was in like an area where, you know, there was an ATM machine or it was a busy downtown area or something like that, where, you know, things needed to be recorded just to keep maintain security, you would assume and expect that. But now, you know, everybody has these ring devices or these, you know, home cameras. Um, and I know on my street, I go down and I'll, I'll look and I think there's probably like for, I don't know, the 20 or so houses that are on the street, there's probably like maybe three or four that don't have a ring doorbell, hmm. right? So what that means is that everything that happens on the street is constantly being recorded. So if something... You know, you get these, you know, someone sees a bear or somebody sees, you know, you know, deer in the back or whatever. And they're always like posting this stuff. But it's just, you know, if you were trying to get away with something, it's like getting harder and harder to yeah. do because everything is being recorded. And it's mm -hmm. not just, you know, an ATM machine. It's, you know, the, the, everybody that lives in your neighborhood <clears throat> is recording everybody else. So, well, no, um, and, and it's going to it's going to get worse with things like LIDAR and everything else, because. You know, and I know we make and sell these things and, you know, there mm -hmm. people are buying these out there for all sorts of, you know, in, you know, legitimate uses. Right. You know, I happen to have been at theme park last week who's a customer of ours who uses our LiDAR sensors and, and, and software to process, you know, wait times in lines and yeah. you know, things like that. And they, all sorts of things. And they, and they use it for, for looking at wear on parts, et cetera. But, you know, you're being filmed in line and that video is going someplace. And we know that, you know, that data never goes away and it exists someplace. But the interesting thing, Scott, is is a um, funny story. Um, my brother lives in Chicago. One of my two of my brothers in Chicago, but one of them lives in the city proper. And there was a shooting on his block, hmm. like literally right in front of their house. Wow. And and his girlfriend was on the front porch, and the shooting started. And she ran inside, and nothing happened, and they were fine. 
But he was telling me that the police came and tried to get his doorbell camera video. And um, the Chicago passed a law a year ago, year and a half ago, that um, prohibits facial recognition. Mm. Yep. And so... And so Google has deliberately, I think it was, he has a nest, he has a nest, not a ring, I think he has a nest. And mm. Google deliberately blurs the facial recognition in Chicago on the, on the recorded video. So, so even though there's a guy, two guys firing gun, like, you know, guns at each other, spraying up the neighborhood across his street. And it's a nice, it's a decent neighborhood. It just happened to be weird um, that the, because of the algorithms that Google applies, it was recorded blurry in the face, in the face areas. And they actually couldn't find out who did it. And they can't like subpoena Google to. They probably have the subpoena. They buy the subpoena Google. They probably go that yeah. way to get the source, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Because you know, because you know, Google keeps everything. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, that, and that and that's sort of you know, going to be my underside is the fact that you know, actually, the the just uh, the other point that I was thinking when Scott brought it up is, um, uh, there was this concept, God, um, in the turn of the century. Remember, I'm I'm also a history of science nerd, um, where when when they were they were looking at they were someone was considering um a new way of doing uh um prisons and and you know sort of cultural reform mm. and there was a philosophical approach that said if we were under constant surveillance all the time we would all behave better it's called the panopticon which is you know you know and actually the 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 tv show oz where they had that you know if you is it this that's built sort of on that fundamental principle and that's sort of how i got into it is hey if you're being observed all the time you're doing everything things didn't go well in oz and and we're all being observed we're living in the panopticon now and we're being observed and recorded all the time and we're actually behaving worse if anything right because god forbid we want the like we want the swipe we want you know whatever right we're doing all the instagram so um, yeah, but my, my aspect of it was going to be data persistence, like the underside of, of everything that we do is that it never goes away, right? That, you know, um, all of our interactions online, you know, you know, <laughs> and most of us have been a lot, of, we earned our salaries from things that just, you know, persisted and, you know, data continues to grow and, and it's not going away and it's staying there for, for long-term analytics, et cetera. And that's everything you bought, everything you, every place you, every video you're captured on, et cetera, is, is being kept and stored someplace. And that's sort of the, the fundamental scary thing that I think about technology. But it's um, not even, it, it's, it's, it's even deeper than that. It's like things that you would never even think of that is being tracked. It's something like, you know, I remember seeing this, I don't know whether it was a dateline or, or some, you know, true crime sort of, you know, sol unsolved or solved, whatever. Um, and there was somebody that they had accused of, you know, killing a family member. And part of the way that they were able to convict him is that they were able to show that from like, you know, two o'clock to three o'clock in the morning, right after when they thought the murder that had happened, the water was running in the house because they were cleaning up after, after the, uh, after the murder. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they could say, Hey, you know, from, you know, two to 3 AM, you consumed, you know, 35 gallons of water. What were you doing at 2 AM to consume 35 gallons of water? Because what do you say? Right? So it's like things like that, that you would never think, you know, sure. that could be, uh, that could be used. And it's like, you know, for me, it's like every time I turn a light on now, because everything's done through the, the automation software, you know, they know, you know, here's when I got up, here's when I went to bed, here's when I made coffee, you know, here's, you know, all of that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, again, how nefarious it is, I don't know. Um, 
but I would say, you know, to me, I, I, I kind of agree where, you know, if it's a level playing field where we know everything is being tracked, you know, I'm not looking to do anything, you know, wrong or to hurt anybody. So I'm fine with, you know, that, that stuff being, you know, collected. Yeah. There's a difference between not looking to hurt anybody and being fine with it being collected and blanking your privacy and, you know, not wanting to be unfairly marketed to. But here's the fundamental thing. The problem is like, and, and, um, no matter what the intent is, right. And, you know, Hey, we're collecting this for, for a perfectly reasonable reason, you know, or we're doing this for, you know, the, it can be misused down the road. And I think, you know, we've talked about this before is that too much, too many of us in technology always assume best case intentions for what we do. And right. unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, there are a lot of human beings out there who, who, who want to exploit and take advantage and do nefarious things. And, you know, and, and we should be collecting the least amount of data and storing the least amount possible just for what we do. Um, and not, you know, I mean, I, I, have you guys seen like, you know, when the, the new iOS came out, where it's alerting you to things that are, you know, yep. you know, accessing your clipboard, et cetera. You know, I'm sure the developers thought, hey, I want to put this in the clipboard just in case I need it, whatever, you know, et cetera, I want access. And, but, you know, th- but, but, you know, there are people who, are, who can use that for nefarious purposes or, or exploit that. And it's just, you know, it's just a shame because we need to be more savvy as technologists about the downside implications of what we're doing and, and everything that we do. So, yeah. Absolutely. I, there's yeah. there's so many easy ways to just manipulate mm. things nowadays. Yeah. yeah. And but and the easiest way not to manipulate it is not to store it, not to collect it, not to ask for it, you know, at all, right? Right. I, I'm less worried about the data that's being collected that's just, you know, a, a transaction or not not necessarily a transaction, but just something that, that happened. Like I turned the water on or I flicked the light switch. It was like, yeah. look, you, you want to collect that data and figure out what's going on. That's fine. It's the the algorithms that are trying to change my behavior. That's the one yes. that I worry about because those are the ones that are just showing you what they want to show you because they're trying to get you to act in a in a in a certain way, right? But where you do know? you think those come from? <laughs> they come from tracking your behavior. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they well, come from well. They, but that's, they, that, that, that actually, Scott, you can hit on my second point. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but my second my second my second topic was. The tech echo chamber, right? Mm. Which is, you know, not just the algorithm, but, you know, if you go on social media, you know, whatever it happens to be, right? These algorithms are designed to, excuse me, to encourage engagement. And they, they encourage engagement by giving you things you want to hear, right? And so you, you know, so an echo thinks at its worst communicator, you hear only what you want to hear. You only hear from people like you. And that's not, I want to hear descending views. I want to hear different things. I want to read articles about things I might not normally have considered. And, you know, unfortunately what we do is because we're all driven for the engagement, for the click, for, you know, the like or whatever it happens to be, we're not getting exposed to diverse enough viewpoints, diverse enough, um, you know, uh, opinions, diverse enough news, et cetera, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing that I worry about. It's the, it's yeah. the filter that somebody has decided to put in front of me. Um, to to but, figure but out the, fil- the filter based is designed based on your preference, what you like. The filter is designed to give it's you tracking your the, information the, and yeah. giving it back to you but, and creating yeah. but, that but, kind of navel gazing experience. But the that but we the fil- but don't but the, the filter is also there not because it's trying to track what I'm doing, but it's trying to influence and make me change yeah. my behavior. Yeah. Right. It knows that 
hey, I, I, you know, I, I, so on, you know, TikTok, right? Of like someone's doing like, you know, the, the, the grilling stuff where they're, you know, cooking sliders or making, you know, the Hawaiian roll, whatever it is. For whatever reason, I'll, you know, watch a couple of those. And all of a sudden, I start getting these ads for, mm-hmm. you know, grill brushes and cooking accessories and all of this Tacos. stuff. And it's like, okay. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So they're trying to get me. So they, they know that I, I've watched these things and now they're trying to get me to buy, you know, this, this gear. But, but the, arguments only, are, <laughs> the arguments are bad because, like, I'll, I will buy something and then I'll get the ad for the same thing for three weeks in a row. Right. I was like, I already bought it. Give me, give me the next thing. Give me the accessory. Give me the add on. You know, don't give me the, that, that same that same thing or the exact competitor to it you know if i bought a grill don't buy me another grill sell me the grill brushes or whatever else I don't think so they're, they're kind of they're, they're brute force rudimentary today right so they're they're not as as you know hey listen they're a level above you know the the stuff that you do like if you turn on tv and you watch a couple of shows because what i've observed is when i put on t- the tv between you know 10 and 4 o'clock in the afternoon just to have it on the background the only commercials that are on are, is basically social security, you know, benefit extension ads with mm. Joe Namath and all those guys. And it's like, okay, so they think I'm, you know, 65 and I, you know, and I'm here and I'm watching Judge Judy or whatever it is. And this is the stuff that they're going to, they're going to try and, 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 and I'm not admitting that I watch Judge Judy often, but I have seen the show. <laughs> well, there, there are target demographics and the TV isn't really good at it. The, uh, right. Facebook and and all of the social media plat- platforms are infinitely better yeah. at doing this yes. than yes. anything the TV has. Yeah. yeah, no 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 doubt about that, but yeah. So it's the that that's the thing it's the the algorithm and and I'm so aware of it now where anytime something pops up, I'm always saying, "Hmm, why did they send me that ad or why are they showing me this or why is this video coming up or how did this you know, I think it, so. Instagram changed very recently because it used to be, you know, the only things that I would get were people that I were I, I were following I was following on on Instagram, but now mm-hmm. I'll get like you know here are the the two or three things that it wants to show me from you know whoever's posted recently, and then the rest of it is just you know random stuff, and they're they're not quite ads, but they're obviously masquerading as real content, but at the end of the day, they're basically ads. Oh no, like. Instagram thinks I'm a gay man. It's beautiful. (laughs) I get so many ads for men's underwear. It's ridiculous. (laughs) And I love it. Like, never change. Please send them my way because people complain about my underwear. My underwear is not gay enough, apparently. I will send some your way because I get the best men's underwear ads. Like, it's, (laughs) it's beautiful. That and tacos. Like, so they've, they've got me nailed for the tacos, but. Uh, well, so we are at the top of the hour almost. We are. Look at that. That yes, went by in yeah, almost no time. Episode 27. Yeah, episode 27. Scott, you are hosting. No, no. Next. This is episode 27. Episode oh, 28 is coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're oh, that's right. Divisible by, it's divis- D- divisible, divisible by three. three. Three, it's called, mod zero, right. it's me, right? Mod yes, one right. is you, mod two is Melissa. Correct, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so the next, uh, so the next one and is everybody's me. Everybody's googling mod right now. Mod. Ah. <laughs> um, so I think all of our audience knows what mod is by heart. <laughs> so we'll be on, we'll be on the uh, on a hiatus uh, for next week due to the um, the the upcoming um, holidays. Will we? Um, 
Do you guys want I... to film on Wednesday? Do you guys want to record on Wednesday? <laughs> Wednesday, or thir- Wednesday or Thursday? I don't we, care. Well, well, we can't do Thursday. I mean, we could do Wednesday. So. All right, all let's right. take it. We'll, we'll discuss it. Yeah, yeah. Audience. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. I'm we'll, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll edit actually, this out. Actually, actually, you know what? Actually, let's do that. And then, Scott, go back to your original idea. Because we can do if, – if, if, if thumbs up, everybody can do record on Wednesday. Scott has a great idea for Wednesday. No, I don't want to do – well, we were going to yes. do mold. You want to do mold wine? Yeah, do mold wine. Yeah, yes, let's yeah. do it. Melissa, yeah. you want to do mold wine? All right, yeah. let's do let's do mold wine. I didn't want to I didn't want to make a whole science project for everybody, but um. Oh no, I sure. love me some mold wine. I'm happy to do it. Yes. Totally. Yeah, and it's a yeah. great time to do it. Like, well, that's the yeah. that's the thing. Exactly. That's what yeah, got yeah. me. Yeah. That's what got me thinking about, it, especially well, and, now. You... And because I'm traveling the week after. Right. Um. So we couldn't do it then, Melissa. Okay. That's the, that's the okay. So, yeah. so so if 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 things go according to plan and we don't have to back out for whatever reason, we'll do that. But if somebody backs out, then I've got a I've got a plan B, and we can we can talk about that. But it, we're we're good. Yeah, I'm fine. I'll be I'll be ready to roll on uh, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um. So that changes things because I had a I had a theme, but I'm going to keep the technology theme. The theme that I want to go with on the technology side is tech brands. Right. And when I say tech brands, um, just brands that you have an association, good, bad, changing, whatever it is, that when you look at a particular manufacturer or brand, you just have this. So Apple is obviously the easy one. But I was thinking so I have I have Samsung TVs in the house and they're all exactly the same. And there's one. There's a couple of reasons why I buy them because I like them. They've been very reliable. I haven't had any. They are. They're they're great. But but the apps are great, too. That's the reason why I get them because (laughs) of the because the apps, because. Oh, no, stop. We got to talk about this next week. Stop. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yes. So. So yeah, so let's talk about brands, and it doesn't have to necessarily be consumer brands. It could be you know other mm-hmm. things from you know other B2B areas of technology. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, anything like that. But let's talk about you know brands and in you know what why we trust a particular brand, why we don't trust a brand, why we've had an opinion about a, a particular brand, and it has changed either for uh, the better or for the worse over time, whatever it is. But just you know, we'll call out some of the. Um, the brands as we get into the uh the, the big push for the uh for the holiday season. Woo-hoo. So so mold wines and brands. I'm excited about that. I've never <laughs> made mold wine. I've had it. I had it actually it was a year ago. I we, I was on a European two week uh five country tour um and I was in Germany for a couple of days and I was in the UK for a couple of days and that was the first time and it was cold. Um, that I had actually had, you know, mulled wine at a, you know, an outdoor festival, and it was amazing because a, it was hot, um, and b, it was, you know, it was alcoholic, which was uh, was was great. So um, same calories as a hot chocolate, but you end up feeling a lot better about it. So okay, that works. Mulled wine. So episode twenty-eight, mulled wine and uh, and brands. Brand Talk brands. Cool. There we go. Excellent. Well. Thanks everybody for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our slightly salacious and and body body podcast tonight. But yeah, we, I think we hit a couple of interesting topics. Um, and please go try some Australian wine. They make some really great wines, um, as as you heard tonight. Um, so please, 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 it's a favorite winemaking region of mine that doesn't get enough representation, which is why I wanted to talk about it tonight. Um, and on that note, um, say goodbye, everybody. Scott, peace out, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good tech, good wine.